0: blog talk radio across the country and around the world streaming live on the internet it's real estate coaching radio bringing you the latest news interviews and secrets of the top producers hosted by award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Real Estate Coaching Radio with your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. We have a continuation of yesterday's show, and thanks to all of you who have emailed us after the show saying you appreciate the plan of action and really the massive action 90-day survival plan that we started yesterday. We're going to continue with that. So many of you really seem to... um, be able to use that information so we'll continue with that in a second but before we do i want to share with you guys a couple of things that i'm noticing happening in the economy as it pertains to housing some things that i am starting to get a little worried about so there was another yesterday we talked about the new builder home report right or the new builder confidence report and it was on the blog realestateinsidernews.com you guys might want to check that out so the gist of it was is their confidence in um their businesses on a whole has dropped the most in any uh, one month period in the history of how long they've been actually doing that survey in something like 30 plus years and this was more of a severe drop than they even saw during the housing bust so that really says something the builders are a very good early indicator of what might be happening for the housing industry in a whole in other words the builders are seeing fewer people walk into their models Fewer people write contracts. Fewer people put in orders for new homes. So that tells you, tells me, tells everyone who is paying attention that there might be a change in the housing markets happening faster than than we're able to predict. Now, today, there was another report that came out, and this was from the Mortgage Bankers Association that said, guess what? There has been a huge drop-off in new mortgage applications, not refinance (laughs) applications, but new mortgage applications. These things, now – Let's just look at it from a couple of different perspectives before we freak out. But remember yesterday, and what we tell all of our coaching students every day, is hope for the best and be prepared for the worst. Hope for the best and be prepared for the worst. So one way to look at this is is that we've been, on a whole, the country has been experiencing a really nasty winter, okay? So It could be that there's going to be fewer mortgage applications and there's going to be fewer new homes being sold. And I'm sure when NAR comes out with their reporting, they're going to say that there was a drop-off in resale activity because of the fact that people were, you know, staying at homes trying to stay unfrozen. That is a very large possibility that's what's actually happening. So maybe this slowdown and maybe this fewer mortgage applications, maybe all this is happening just because or largely because of the weather. But here's the problem with that. And here's the thing that makes me concerned. In California, the winter's been fantastic. For the most part, the winter's been very mild. The weather is normally very cold in the winter up in San Francisco, and even they're having a warmer than normal um, you know, winter. It's just beautiful in California, right? Good for them. But the slowdown is happening there as well. So we're starting to see what might be, and I, you know, maybe another month from now. We're not even going to be calling it might be. We're going to have to say what it is. A shift in the housing market. Now, if it shifts, if it shifts in a noticeable way in terms of fewer homes being sold, that'll just be a return to probably a normal selling pace versus some sort of crash. I seriously doubt, unless there's a huge uh, bump in the economy, I seriously doubt there'll be any sort of real long-lasting negative effect on housing. What does this mean to you? Again, be prepared for the worst but hope for the best. Hope for the best. Be prepared for the worst. Are you, or are you just basically entering your 2014 in a hope and a prayer that somehow you'll be able to do what you did last year, or better yet, improve what you did last year without a clear understanding of what's happening in your marketplace? As a future or current coaching student of ours, we want you to be very clear that you have to become the master of your market. Jules, I was on a coaching call. Well, you know, many coaching calls today. Right. You know, where I was talking to my uh, longtime students, and I was talking to them about, like, how do you know if your market is changing? How do you know if there is a shift happening in your marketplace? What, as an agent having access to the MLS, what are the early indicators other than these things I'm telling you about as far as the mortgage applications and the new home construction? Jules, what are the other things that agents should be paying attention to to know what direction their market is really headed versus maybe what they're being told?
2: Well, that's a good question, and I think it depends on which spokes they're working, what they're tuned into. For example, if you are a listing agent, as we've trained you to be, and you have listing inventory, you should be tuned into the total number and frequency of your showings. That's one of the early warning signs. If all of a sudden it seems like nobody even cares that you have any listings, that could be something going on. If then all of a sudden, and you know, when the the south and the east unfreezes, I would expect them to have a bump the first, you know, you know how it goes, the first warm week, then everybody wants to see property. But then what happens if that doesn't continue and things seem slow, then there's something else going on. If you're somebody that's doing tons of BPOs and you see a big increase in BPOs, that's probably telling you something. So
1: what's well, not what okay would is be not you? Be
2: paying, you know, not being tuned in. So, so BPOs don't just one. get done for fun, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a reason behind all BPOs, so... It's either a short sell, a loan mod, a failed loan mod, a pending you know, foreclosure. Something is happening that you know, 99% of the time has to do with stress,
1: distressed property on some level. And that's what we pay attention to. When our students start saying that their BPO requests have gone through the roof, um, I will tell you that that will be the truly in- early indicator that the banks are firing up the foreclosure machine again in a big way. And it's leg. also a reason and to I- be
2: doing BPOs. Heck, yeah. (laughs) So you know know, what's going on. You know, you want to be on the front lines. That's the way to do it. And, by the way, get paid to learn to be a great priceer while you're doing it. It's
1: all good. So your days in the market extends. The average list-to-sell price ratio were to drop. These are all things you can pull out of the MLS. Um, But, you know, intuitively, if you're active in the market, you're going to be able to see that houses that you in your mind would have known for a fact, maybe just 90 days ago, would have sold right away, are sitting you're seeing uh, well, right. especially and do, when it's
2: good houses in good shape, seem to be taking longer than they should to sell.
1: Uh, it, depending on where you are in the country, depending how co-op showings are actually set up, find out how many showings your listings are getting. Ask other listing agents in your marketplace if you know that you trust that if their listing activity is increasing or their showing activity is increasing or decreasing. So who knows what's going to be happening in the marketplace in another 60 days? But if we are being honest with what we're reading clearly there's a shift happening and it's very possible with the anecdotal evidence that this is even happening in california that there is a very significant drop off in buyer interest in new construction and a very significant drop off in new mortgage applications not refinance applications so that tells you there are a lot of people that are not looking for a house now what does that mean to you? you got to know your own statistics, so get into the MLS. Jules, your coaching from your uh, schedule, anything interesting, any experiences you had today you'd like to yes. relate?
2: Sure. One of my very interesting clients in Alaska, of all places. And, you know, we talk a lot about how the East Coast has been slammed by all these storms. Well, up in Alaska, it's not just cold. It's also dark. <laughs> So she's always interesting to talk to because she has a lot of strategies for keeping herself positive and motivated. And, you know, when it gets, I think it gets dark at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon or something crazy, right? So, you know, she makes sure she takes a vacation in the winter. She just got back, I believe, from the Caribbean, someplace warm where she was snorkeling. So she's always fun. But what we're working on specifically is turning her into an even better listing agent. And we were working on her pre-listing packet today today we're going over her unique selling propositions and working on the answer to the question what makes you different because you know i i think a lot of people think of alaska as you know bears wandering around fishing and what could you even sell there but in fact where she lives it's a very healthy market with lots of transactions happening there's new construction there you know it's not a super expensive market but there is some action so she does have to compete so my thought is If agents in Alaska have to compete and have a killer pre-listing pack, and you live in Atlanta or Chicago or San Diego, what are you doing? You see what I'm saying? I think we all make assumptions about these sort of outback-sounding markets. Well, you know what? She's doing a great job putting her pre-listing pack together. She has a great banner with the Anchorage skyline to it. She's working on her logo and a new picture and all of this fun stuff that's going to make her super competitive. So that was a fun call.
1: I have a fun story to actually relate to. You, you motivated me to share with this. So, um, Monet, who you've coached, who mm-hmm. I'm coaching now, yep. who I think is listening to the radio show today, I've actually I was very very pleased, and I dare I say proud of the mm. turnaround in his business. I haven't told you about this, Julie. Looking
2: forward to hearing this.
1: <laughs> right. Monet is a good egg. So,
2: I, I love it to hear his success. That's great.
1: Well, Monet is a good egg, but let's just be honest. He's taken a little long to yeah. maybe make himself into He's a been really been in the cooker for a while. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, but here's what happened. So he has um, turned a corner in his mind emotionally and has made a commitment to being a listening agent. And hmm. in that shift in his behavior, he has uh, followed our process, followed our unique. System, done the PLP, done everything part and parcel, went on a listing presentation that he never would have gone on, at a price range he never would have gone after, huh. just basically completely different business than he's ever done before. And he followed our listing process exactly. I mean, Julie, everywhere from the knocking on the door to the, you mm-hmm. know, I'm 100% motivated to get your house sold and then kitchen Sing table walking around for mm-hmm. a quarter. And he followed every single one of the steps for right. our listing process. And he basically, it appears he beat out six other, six other agents. <laughs> Go, Monet. And Love it. But here's here's the cool thing. He has never until today, this is the mm-hmm. truth, been in a competitive listing experience. Wow. What of his a way listings to start out, huh? <laughs> yeah, but that's the first time. But he's actually had, like, you know, he's been competing against well-established agents in well-established markets, some of which knew the seller. In this seller, these two sellers were analytical, obviously. They interviewed, Mm -hmm. he said, five or six other agents. This is an expired listing, by the way. That's pretty competitive. Well, come on now, right? So, well, but what happened? Why? And I was talking to him about this, and I said, Monet, what was the difference? Because he was telling me about this experience. He was confident. And he was not, you know, he was basically talking as if he was relating, or remembering back a really positive experience, because he was. It wasn't nervousness and not knowing. And he said, because I was following your process. I was saying mm-hmm. what, you know, basically everything. I knew what they were going to say before they, before, you know, they said it, because you prepared that, because that's part of the listing process. I went Mm -hmm. through every single thing that you asked me to do, every single way you asked me to do it. And he said, I was confident the whole time and never and I wasn't worried about what I was gonna say next because I knew what I was gonna say next. I wasn't worried about what was gonna happen if they asked me about my commission or my experience in the marketplace or this or that or the other. I was That's just so awesome. Confident. Yeah, but isn't that cool? Isn't that a great story?
2: That's fantastic and good for him. I mean, this is a huge victory for all of the things that you guys have worked on together. And what a great representation of the difference it makes to go into the appointment with confidence instead of with fear of oh my gosh what if i hear an objection what if they ask me about my commission what if they ask me what makes me different what are they what if they ask me what i'm going to do to actually sell the house and he now has answers to all those things look at
1: the difference and you know, the other thing that's really awesome is that so after that experience um so now he's really motivated to go after more right so the the, the retail that's seller, usually what it takes <laughs> the the expensive potential you know $30,000-plus commission no longer intimidates him. So now he's like, oh, my God, now that I know I can do this, I just want to do more. I just So ah, now I he's motivated, obviously, that. to do – well, but isn't that all it takes? A tiny little success – well, that's – yeah, one time. All you have to do is experience that one time. And that's something that he normally
2: wouldn't, would not have gone after, correct?
1: Nothing. Nothing about what I just described to you had been what one would call normal behavior for him 90 days ago. Nothing.
2: Interesting. He wouldn't
1: have, he would basically would have only gone after, you know, business that comes from maybe some of his investment properties or maybe a referral from his broker or something that mm-hmm. just basically showed up on the radar. But this is an expired listing yeah. that he went after, and it's a competitive mm-hmm. environment. He followed the process. He executed exactly the pre-listing pack, because you've seen it, Julie. Is exactly mm-hmm. like we tell them to do it, not like how some agents do it where they get lazy and they just put it in a binder. So everything was perfect. their office perfect. crap. Yep. It's beautiful. By the way, guys, those of you who are Very existing cool. coaching students, make sure you log into Real Estate Coaching Essentials and you download the pre-listing pack because we've already done it for you. You download the listing presentation because we've already done it for you. Actually, Julie, um, Real Estate Coaching Essentials, aren't we coming up on a on the level that re- regards to the actual mm-hmm. listing presentation? Yep. When, we are. We gonna have, when are we having that done?
2: Uh, in the next couple of weeks, here.
1: And remember, yeah, because we asked them March. to log in,
2: yeah. yep, they don't get that pre-listing pack until their treasure map is done. So there is a method right. to the madness here. We don't yes. like to put the cart in front of the horse. You have to actually have your goals in line and actually do the treasure map, and then you get to do stuff like the pre-listing pack.
1: Though so I like it when people want to sort of skip a level but you because know, it shows that they're motivated and excited, but the reality of it is is it won't do you any good until you've done the level that came before it. It's like right. sort of, you know. Like learning, well, Julie, you know, in music you're taking piano lessons even though you've been taking mm-hmm. lessons and teaching people and playing in orchestras mm-hmm. for all your life. But you're taking lessons and you're going back and learning some of the stuff that you should have learned before, right? Yes. It's a painful process. <laughs> <How> is <it? laughs> but is it? But why is it painful, though? Help me, out, help me understand that. Why is it painful?
2: Uh, I, you know, it is kind of similar to real estate in the sense that You know, you can do pretty well musically having skipped some steps and having created some workarounds because there's some skips in my music education. You know, it hasn't been what I've done for a living, so I've kind of put it together hodgepodge, kind of similar to how some agents operate. And um, it's painful because you have a lot of aha moments, like how could I have missed that? And how is it that I've done as well as I have without knowing that? Are you kidding me? Think of how much easier it would have been if I had learned that in the first place, that kind of aha moment.
1: But that's telling, though, isn't it? How many of us basically go out, go through our real estate careers with you know, maybe some things we picked up over the first year or so, never going back to learn what we missed, never going back to actually mm-hmm. perfect the steps that we may have skipped? And you, the interesting thing is, Julie, is the teachers and the coaches and the trainers that you've had in the past musically, they didn't necessarily know that they weren't teaching you all the basics and you didn't yeah. know necessarily because you, the, your piano guy is like a professional, you know. Yeah, huge, as it turns deal. out,
2: there is a difference <laughs> Yeah. between somebody that kind of uh, teaches to keep the lights on or kind of does it on the side versus a true professional who is paid to do what they do and has done it and been paid at an extremely high level. There's a huge, huge difference. And it's easy to believe that getting by is okay when you have a few victories, and you start to believe, well, that's just kind of how it is. But, you know, and, and in real estate, you know, a lot of agents learn, especially on buyers, enough to kind of get by and put some deals together, and then that becomes their reality versus realizing that there are so many levels to this to get to that top producer level, whatever numbers that means for you, which is why we make you do the treasure map. You know, there is a big difference, and that's why we always emphasize, we're not just throwing stuff at you to see what you'll do. We coach what works. We've proven well, so, it personally but, but, to work. It makes a big difference. Well, let's
1: let's reel this back into your music lessons, if you don't mind, sure. right? So the guy that you're taking music lessons from now, he has his own show in Vegas. He has has had his own show. And where was Singapore? it, Julie? or Singapore. Where was it? Singapore. Where yep, he was with basically. <laughs> Okay, so th- this guy is like way above your pay grade as far as his I can't believe he
2: even teaches me, quite frankly.
1: <laughs> right, I know, I, I know. I listen. Yeah. So, And by the way, guys, she takes her piano lesson from him over Skype because he's in Vegas and we're in Austin. So the thing is, is this guy, because he's done it at a high level, he's able to coach you with a level of authenticity and a level of depth. That say, for example, someone who's just sort of like coasting through it, reading through a manual yeah. of pre-written coaching calls, will never be able to do, right?
2: Right. I don't question his authority because he has the integrity behind it.
1: You can tell the difference when you've when you now that you've had lessons with him. Can you ever yeah. imagine having lessons from anyone that isn't as qualified as him? Can you imagine that? No,
2: big mistake. I, you know, I. It's funny the things in life that you don't realize until you experience them, right? You know, like, I'm sure Monet is going through this going, well, gosh, you know what? If I can do real estate at this level, I'm sure his head is in terms of what the potential is now that he's competitive.
1: Well, exactly. And so if you think about, like, I'm just obviously going to reel this back into coaching. So if you look at real estate coaching and realtor coaching options, there are a lot of people that are calling themselves coaches. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of people out there. It seems like any top producer that's, you know, moderately successful decides that they want to be a coach. Do they have any experience doing it? How, I mean, they might have been good at sales at one point, but do they really know what the heck they're doing when it comes to helping somebody else do the same? No. I mean, the fact is is that just because you're good at selling doesn't mean you're going to be good at teaching somebody else to sell. And then it even goes, gets worse if you have somebody that you're thinking about hiring to be your coach that's never sold real estate before, or mm-hmm. they are going to then delegate you once you sign up with them to somebody who's never sold real estate before, guys... I'm not making this up. Do your own homework. Literally, every single other coaching company that you might be comparing us to, they literally, A, has never, had, they've never sold real estate before, and or B, the person that you're actually going to be assigned to as your coach has never sold real estate before. Uh, guys... It, I'm not making that up. It amazes me to think that there's agents out there paying eight hundred does not matter, per month for a coach who just six months ago was literally a, working at a restaurant. And that is what a lot of them are nowadays. So, you know, do your own homework. It's up to you. And once you've experienced like what Julie's experiencing, having a very good, you know, very professional, real honest to God piano guy teaching her, well, you know, you're not going to ever want to go back to having somebody that's just kind of faking it. So we're going to get nope. to the content of today's presentation, today's radio show, after this quick, quick commercial break. And Jules, we're picking up where we left off yesterday, and the topic Perfect. of today's show is? topic of today's
2: show is how to never be broken real estate again, your survival plan, which incidentally applies to all agents, just depends on when you're going to use it.
1: Okay, so Julie and I are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
0: I have a question for you, and this is probably a question you've been wondering about for your entire real estate career. You've probably asked yourself, How did the nation's top 10% of all agents manage to make 90% of the commissions? Maybe the top 10% were just in the right place at the right time, and if you had the opportunities that they were given, you too would be massively successful. Listen, you are now in the right place at the right time. Take two seconds now and visit agentcoachingsecrets.com to grab your VIP spot on our exclusive free upcoming online presentation secrets of the millionaire agent that's right we're providing this presentation online so you can easily attend you will now have in your possession the closely guarded secrets of the richest of the rich agents their exact how to information and we've made it super easy for you visit agentcoachingsecrets.com to register now and as a way of saying thank you for attending the event we're going to give you a copy of the real estate treasure map business plan Absolutely free. You may now be feeling what other agents are feeling about upcoming shifts in the real estate market. We've heard from thousands of fellow agents who say their number one fear is yet another shift in the real estate markets that they aren't prepared for. There is another shift coming, and you need to be ready. Before it's too late, visit agentcoachingsecrets.com and grab your VIP spot on our exclusive, free, upcoming online presentation Secrets of the Millionaire Agent. When you do, you'll be given exclusive VIP access and a free copy of your real estate business plan, The Real Estate Treasure Map. This is the business plan used by many of the nation's superstar agents. Without another second delay, visit agentcoachingsecrets.com and lock in your VIP spot for the free Secrets of the Millionaire Agent presentation. You're about to have in your possession the exact tools, tips, and secrets that have, before now, been the exclusive domain of the nation's millionaire agents. Take action now and register at agentcoachingsecrets.com. Again, that's (laughs) agentcoachingsecrets.com.
1: And those of you who listen every day will know that that is the new version of the old commercial, where Tim is now no longer sounding like the evil villain from Batman. He's sounding much better. So, Tim, I know you're listening. Good job on that radio spot. So, Jules, let's just jump right back in where we left off yesterday, and again, for those of you who are just tuning in now, the topic of today's radio show, Miss Julie, is
2: how to never, ever, ever be broke again in real estate, as in the survival plan. And, you know, we gave you rules yesterday, and we gave you some examples of when to use what we lovingly call the survival plan. This is specifically to generate for you, and you might want to write this down. This is also at realestateinsidernews.com. You might want to write down, what is the point of this plan? Well, obviously, it's to get you out of any financial stress. It doesn't matter what caused that. We talked about that a lot yesterday. Whether you're a grizzled veteran and a couple of your deals hit the fan through no fault of your own, or whether you're an average agent who just got a surprise bill from the IRS, or maybe you're a new agent and you don't have any reserves and you're sick of people telling you it's going to take six months to be successful, you want to make money now. So we talked about all those reasons yesterday. The plan itself will create for you, assuming that you follow it exactly, three new listings, three new buyers, three pendings, and three closings in the next 90 days or less, Again, as long as you implement 100% of this plan, very often our students get immediate results in 30 days or less, so ask for help when you get swamped because of the actions that you've taken.
1: Absolutely. All right, so, Jules, what point are we on here?
2: We are actually on the first point. So we just got up to the point where we were presenting the plan yesterday. Yesterday was the rules and why you want to do it. Today is the actual stuff you have to do.
1: So okay, ready for well, point number one? Since you wrote it, go ahead and present it. <laughs> sure.
2: Okay, so number one, make a list of 100 past clients, centers of influence, professional associates, associates, neighbors, and friends. These are people who you know, people who know you, past clients, adopted past clients, neighbors, friends, et cetera. Put this into an organized database. Okay, so let's stop here. No, you don't have to go buy a CRM to do this. Use Outlook or something like that that's free or many of you are already probably paying for something like Top Producer. You just don't use it. So no, do not go spend money or use an excuse that you can't do your database because you don't have a CRM. Make sense, Tim?
1: It does. I mean, again, that's just a real basic thing. And if you don't know how to put a uh, electronic database together, and but you do know where all your contacts are. Let's say, for example, you have some closed deal files. You have some stuff in your email. You you have in stuff your in your phone. cell phone. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly a lot of it's in your cell phone well then what you do is you hire a kid maybe your own kid to go about putting that database together for you but the bottom line is you don't have an excuse and you can't say and don't say that i have to as julie just mentioned i have to go find in the crm because then you're going to sign some contract for some ridiculously expensive thing that you don't need and probably and we'll will use. never use mm-hmm. right and when you're gathering these folks information obviously you want to gather as much information on them as possible now if you are an agent and a new agent in an office, and you don't have a bunch of uh, past clients and centers influence yourself, let's say you're a new agent in a new town, and you know you're basically everything's green. So that's great. Go to your broker, office manager, and say, um, "Past clients of the brokerage, of agents who are no longer here, do you mind if I solicit them?" Of course, they'll say no. If you don't have a broker who will be cooperative, which would be an odd situation, then what you should do is you should start making a list based on again this is past clients and centers of influence. Based on the list that we provide for you, we call it it's sort of like a a brain jogger, a memory jogger, and we have a list of I think what 200 different. Uh, places that you need to be considering things like obviously your new neighbors your old neighbors people from school you know you can use social networking to reconnect with a lot of these people you have obviously then maybe people from your spouse or significant others they have their own centers of influence past client lists. maybe they're people at work people at their old jobs then you have the things like your dry cleaners the HOA that you belong to the da 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 the list goes on and on and on the point is is every single one of you has a Centers of Influence list if you're willing to take the time to put it together. Why is that so important? Because every single top producer that we have, and let's just use 100 units per year as a benchmark, will do on average between 20 and 30 units just off their Centers of Influence list. So you have to have the list in order to get that kind of business from the list. And it's one of the easiest ways to get into action is putting that list together. Give yourself a very specific time frame in order to put it together. Now, what do I mean by that? Every single day for the next month, you're going to add five people to your list. That would be, for example, of a coaching assignment I give a coaching client. Every single day, you're going to seek out someone's name, their address, in case you can't find it, their email address, phone number, all their contact information, and over the next 30 days, you'll have put together what a list of, if you work every day, roughly 150 people. See how that works? Now, if you keep on doing that every single day, it won't take long before you have a list of realistically two or three hundred people that really have at one point come in contact with you, would know you by name, would know you to recognize you. Everybody has that level of influence in their lives if you just think about it. So social activities are another great way to expand the list. I was on a coaching call this morning with a guy in Manhattan and he's wanting to obviously get into more of the social sphere so he can make more contacts. So I asked him what are the things that he enjoys, that he loves, that he does and threw out some ideas, does he do any, you know, does he have any pets, does he, you know, does he exercise, all the types of things that we do when we're not working. And he's starting to come up with a list of the things that he likes to do. So it makes sense that he would expand his social reach as in, you know, in real life, not online through those types of activities, and then the people he meets become potential real estate clients. Now, the only thing I don't like about this is so many of you are in the position of needing money now. And if you're in the position of needing money now, this is not an a, a, a instant money-earning idea. This is something that's going to take time, and this is something that you, frankly, if you're needing money now, you should be doing the other activities that were outlined in Julie's plan. So, Julie, what's the next point?
2: All right, perfect. Good segue. As it turns out, point number two is actually speak with five people from the list we just talked about, your list of past clients, center of influence, etc. no matter what, so help you God. We're not screwing around with this. You don't have time to think about getting ready to get started to someday find your script where maybe it'll be the time to call. We're not doing that. No matter what, so help you God, you're talking to five people from your list per day. You're going to use the simple past client or center of influence script or the Ford script Both of these found under scripts on our website, especially if you are a Coaching Essentials student. When you do this five days per week, you will have spoken with 100% of your list every 30 days. So you have 100 people. You talk to five of them five days a week. You're going to get through your whole list. Ask for referrals. Get their email addresses. This alone usually jumpstarts your lead generation, but that doesn't mean you get to ignore the rest of the points. Remember our story from yesterday my Irish client who lives in Las Vegas, he called 60 people, took one listing, got two buyers in contract, and had li- three leads to follow up on, calling 60 people, having real well, Julie, conversations wouldn't the, wouldn't about the natural real
1: estate. Well, wouldn't the natural question be, what am I going to say to these people when I call them?
2: Well, we have the basic center of influence script. We have the Ford script, family, occupation, recreation, dreams lots of stuff that we teach through our coaching. We
1: have like different six different scripts, which are basically conversation patterns that you need to follow. None of them are scripted. hard or
2: weird or anything like that.
1: Right. They're, and they're, they're all just things,
2: reconnecting. The, yep.
1: The, and I know you know, Julie, from coaching for mm-hmm. a decade and having done over 100,000 individual coaching calls ourselves, which is, I mean, I'm not trying to impress anyone. I'm just thinking about that number and kind of feeling sorry for myself, to be honest with you. Yep. But but when And we you stopped counting that, at
2: 100000 too. It's probably a lot more.
1: Yeah, I know. Ugh, I'm feeling old all of a sudden. Sorry. Okay, know, breath making in. Making me feel tired. Yes, exactly. All right, so listen, but here's the thing. With regards to uh, the scripts, uh, a lot of agents will hesitate making the phone calls because they're thinking that the sellers or the buyers or the people on their list are going to be sensitive because you're just calling me now because you need business. In other words, you haven't contacted me in you know, six months, a year, maybe six years, and now you're just basically you know rattling my cage because you're looking for business. Well, they never say that. Sellers never, and buyers and centers of influence and past clients never think that. It's your ego telling you that that's what they're going to say or think, because the fact is, and Julie said this the other day, those sellers, those buyers, those folks have not thought about you, and they don't remember the last time you contacted them. Now, if you're real sheepish about it, Follow the plan that we give our coaching students and mail them a nice little letter first. And then your follow-up call is essentially, hey, by the way, I was just following up on the letter I sent you. Then it's not so weird if you're really sensitive to the potential issue of them being sensitive to the fact that maybe you haven't contacted in a while. Yeah, and don't start
2: the call by saying, this is a business call. Who do you know who needs to buy or sell real estate?
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't make it all about you
2: from the get-go. Make it about them. It's okay if you're on the phone for 10 minutes with each of them.
1: And don't be thinking that you're going or, or you're going to be having to apologize again for not having contacted them in a while because they are not keeping track. And here's the other thing I hear all the time: What happens if they want to talk? What happens if they oh actually my God. want to, to spend on the phone? I know, but Julie, no, that's seriously. what people say. That's what agents I say. Know. Oh my God! What? It's like I don't even understand that. So your centers of influence, yeah. who you haven't contacted for a while, want to actually reconnect with you, and for some reason you think that that's a Piss poor use of your time. Really? (laughs) Seriously? That's what you think? Some of you do, I know. Yeah, but somebody told me these
2: calls should only take me two minutes and then I should get on to the next one.
1: Yeah, Uh exactly. See how
2: that's working out for you. It's okay to build rapport and care about your clients. That's what causes referrals.
1: That's right. I mean that's the thing, guys. It's you know, the scripts that some of you are using that were written back in the seventies where, you know, Julie just said it where you start out by literally saying to your Friends and Give your family business. and your relatives, I am, this is a business call. I mean, you call your mother that way. Hey, Mom, this is a business call. <laughs> it's just even. Yeah. It's, it's, it's laughable really? to even say. All right, so, yeah. Jules, what's the next point?
2: All right, so number three, I know this is going to sound shocking, but we want you to actually hold open houses. And I'm not talking about an open house where you watch the football game on the person's couch and you just let people wander around around you and then say open houses never work. No. We're talking about open houses with intent to convert leads into transactions. Okay, so how does this work? Every weekend until you have three pre-approved or cash buyers who have nothing to sell, who are motivated and cooperative. Open houses every weekend until you have three of these types. Hold your own listings open or borrow them from other agents or your broker. The best open houses are in first-time buyer neighborhoods, with good curb appeal that are easy to find, not gated, not complicated, not buried in the back of a neighborhood. Use a minimum of 10 directional signs, a sign-in book that looks professional, and door knock the neighborhood for a minimum of one hour prior to the open. Follow up on all open house leads the same evening and set appointments as soon as possible with those who are not already working with an agent. In other words, monetize your open houses. And, Tim, here's the thing with that. For my agents that have listings who are constantly telling their sellers, no, I don't do open houses, oh, open houses don't work, you guys need to give up on that conversation because you will never win. Your sellers watch HGTV and Bravo constantly and get their brains programmed that open houses work and it's a big party and that's how houses sell. Bravo and HGTV are bigger than you, more powerful than you, and they're brainwashing your sellers. So say, uncle, and go make some money by both satisfying the seller's need to see you do something – and your need to make money now. Does that make
1: sense, Tim? It does. And, you know, there's lots of ways that you can leverage those open houses or you can make it into a, we have, again, coaching Embrace it
2: and have fun with it.
1: (laughs) We have lots of ideas for you. But one of the things, when you guys watch those TV shows, you know that a lot of those guys are our coaching clients from the Bravo TV shows, the Millionaire Real Estate Mm -hmm. and all those different shows. So a lot of those guys are our coaching clients, and one of the things that you know we have them do is they'll do the open house, they'll do the, but they'll do a neighbors only preview ahead of time, right? Oh yeah. So the people, so the people that come through, say the open house is on, and the other thing is do the open house on a non, on, on an abnormal day, and that really surprises people too. But let's just say you're going to do it on Sunday, so you send out an announcement. It's a brand new listing. Agents haven't even been able to see it yet. It's a big deal. You build up the suspense. Lots of things you can do for email, so it won't cost you anything, or with email, so it won't cost you anything. And then what you do is you door knock the day before all the neighbors in the building or all the neighbors in the neighborhood, telling them from say 10 o'clock till noon tomorrow you're doing a neighbors only preview. Mm-hmm. They love that because guess what? The people that show up are the best, most motivated. To maybe put their house for sale, either that, or they're just scouting the house to see if that neighbor had stolen anything from them. They're checking out the garage, looking for right. a lawnmower, that kind of thing. So one of those two things is happening. But the moral of the story is, is this is your opportunity to have some very powerful one-on-one time with the actual, uh, with the neighbors. With the and many of those neighbors, again, because they're previewing, might be previewing for the idea of finding out what the market's doing because they're thinking about selling their own home. Aha! Uh-huh! That should be mm-hmm. an old epiphany for everyone. Then you can do after that, you can do an agent's preview, but I know in many markets you guys do those on specific set days, but the point of it is, is do a neighbors-only preview before you open up to the general population, the general public. You have to make a nice-looking invitation, you have to go door-knocking, you have to give the invitation to the neighbors, you have to leave the invitation on the door if they're not there. All this is very, very, very powerful. Now, you're not soliciting a listing. So if in case you come across the house that's listed, you can still invite them because you're not soliciting their listing. You're merely inviting them to an open house. All these things add up and make you exceptional because just that one simple idea, how many agents do you know that are doing that? How much time would that take? How much effort would that take? But more importantly, how much money could you make from just that one simple idea? What's the next point, Jules? Next point, Tim, is point number four. And point number
2: four says follow up on 100% of your existing leads. New leads, old leads, questionable leads, doesn't matter what the source was, call all of them back and ask for an appointment if they are not already working with someone and have the right motivation. Never, ever end the day from this point forward without following up on 100% of your leads. This includes Internet leads, direct referrals, sign calls, ad calls, any kind of lead. If it looks like a lead, smells like a lead, talks like a lead, you're talking to them. And, Tim, I've got to say, everyone listening has leads. Whether they're written on a napkin shoved in your purse or not, you know, you're going to eventually be cured of that by having to call all of them and following the coaching that we give you of how to track your leads, etc. But, Tim, I've seen as much as a 30% leap in agents' businesses when they follow this specific point relentless urgent lead follow-up with intent to set appointment
1: the problem that a lot of people have agents in particular is that they a don't call their leads back immediately and b they don't essentially know how to pre-qualify that lead to determine their motivation, find out if that buyer really is a, ha- a seller that's just essentially trying to price property, finding out if that seller is really also going to buy something. You guys don't ask the right questions in most cases and leave it up to chance to find out what the seller's mm-hmm. motivation is. Julie, I had another call this morning with somebody mm-hmm. who in Florida who did a great job. listed. I, he listed a 10-unit building. But in this coaching call, I then learned that that same seller had a 20-unit, had two laundromats, and a really wow. nice waterfront property, all of which were going to have to get listed. And I asked him why he didn't ask for all that business, and he comes up with kind of this long litany of reasons why he thought it would be inappropriate for him to ask at the time. And I said, hey, listen, if you don't, I know, believe me, that was the coaching call. But Well, uh, we he should said, call
2: him and charge him a referral fee for it.
1: <laughs> right, <Anyway, laughs> referring this back to him like Zillow does with <laughs> right. your buyer leads. But anyway, exactly. so, so what, what, I, what I then said to him is I said, listen, you're leaving an impression upon that seller, that you a are you know too busy or b that you don't care or c that you're lazy or d that you don't sell the type of other you know whatever you think is going on in your head as to why you didn't solicit that business you are leaving a very negative impression about yourself in the eyes of that seller and none of it's going to result in you taking any more listings so his homework was to go list those other what amounts to five different properties so. Wow. That's awesome. That's, well, but that ties in with lead follow-up, right? Mm-hmm. Lead follow-up mm-hmm. means asking all the right questions, all the right questions, so in the right hear order. So no you now and then. So what? Who At cares? least you'll know
2: what you've got and what you don't have.
1: You know, how much money, Julie, do your coaching clients make just because they call? I'm, I'm thinking back to your superstar interview with some of, the, um, with some of the, your, your coaching clients. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to one in particular, your uh, Colette, when she was saying essentially mm-hmm. one of the biggest changes in her business happened because she started calling all of her leads back, all everyone that was calling into 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE, yes. mm-hmm. all of their Internet leads. Mm-hmm. She calls, not emails, calls all of them back immediately yep. and how that was a tangible difference in the money mm-hmm. she was making. That and I am with still biggest... very hard
2: on her about that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's, she makes that's money such a it. simple thing. <laughs> But, you know, here's the, here's the other thing, Julie, is that agents don't know a good lead for a bad lead. As A right. buyer will call in and ask for information on a property, and the, the agent will just give it to them, like a public service thing, right? Yep. So they'll, they, mm-hmm. they don't And they won't get any information out of that potential client. They don't know what questions to ask. So most agents are only doing business with the sellers or the buyers that say, hey, you, I want to do business with you. If it requires any sort of questioning or pre-qualifying for motivation, then most mm-hmm. cases, most agents don't know what to do and how to do it to find out whether that is a potential lead right. or whether that lead is actually a, a, a client. You know, mm-hmm. those are the types of things that we really, really drill down on with you when you're a coaching client, and all of our coaches are taught at the top of every single coaching call who are your, you know to ask their clients who are your best leads, and then pay attention because the number of leads you have has to always be at least double or triple to the number of listings that you hope to take in the next 30 to 60 days. So you need to be operating off a high volume of leads to have those things matriculate down to closed transactions over the the following months. If you Mm -hmm. don't get that, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, and especially if you're an existing student very key fundamental thing that you must be clearly understanding. So Julie and I are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get to our other points.
3: Is coaching right for you? And how can I guarantee it will work for me? Chances are you're asking yourself those questions right now. I'll answer those critical questions for you in just a moment. But first, let's be honest about something you may have always suspected. You've probably always known that the nation's top 1% of realtors, you know, those millionaire agents you see on TV, they possess a secret knowledge that the other 99% of agents do not have. Where did they learn what they know? And more importantly, how did they learn how to put this closely guarded information into money-making action? It's simple. They have a coach. Not just any coach. The nation's mega-millions, top 1% of the realtors know that in order to maintain their almost unfair advantage, that they must have their own personal coach, a proven, market-tested coach who has truly walked in their shoes, a coach who has worked with many of the nation's leading agents. At this point, you're probably ready to maybe try coaching. However, you don't want to be unfairly locked into a long-term ball and chain that coaching contracts can give you. It just makes sense that you should be able to try it before you buy it. Even more importantly, you want to have a coach who is the best of the best, not someone who is simply assigned to you or, even worse, has never sold real estate. Can you imagine? If this is you, I have something for you right now that is exactly what you have been looking for. For the next 48 hours, Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching is offering you a free coaching call. This is a real coaching call with a real Tim and Julie Harris coach. Now, while you are thinking about it, why don't you visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Once again, that is freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, let's be clear. This exclusive coaching opportunity is only available for the first 50 realtors who are stone cold serious about their real estate business and know that in order to succeed at the highest level, they must hire a coach. So, don't wait any longer, take action now and visit us again at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. Again, that's free coaching calls for agents.com. Thanks so much. See y'all soon.
1: Okay, so we're back. Julie, let's get to the next point.
2: Point number five is call 100% of expired listings in the areas you work. Call new expireds, 30, 60, 90 day old expireds. One of my coaching clients goes back two years and has success with those guys. Door knock the best ones. This should amount to a minimum of five contacts daily between new contact expired lead follow up from your previous day's contacts and the older expireds. Agents who are good at expireds always have listing inventory. And yes, I said call. I did not say come up with some elaborate mail program where you're sending out 15 letters per week and praying to the real estate gods. We know statistically the best expireds, meaning the ones who actually have to sell and who are about to relist, those guys relist within three days of actually expiring. They know that their property is about to expire, and they set up their listing appointments with whoever they're going to select immediately at the time of the house expiring. That's why your postcard campaigns and your letter campaigns don't work on those people who, again, are the best expireds.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. That makes perfect sense. And, you know, another little thing, we talked about this on our prospecting radio show. You guys can go back and listen to that. Um, you know, we did that, what, two weeks ago on, on basically prospecting our, our scripts and whatnot that actually work. Go back and listen to that because the other little thing with expires that people forget about, older expires, this time of year, you know, here we are in February, the expires that I would be going after if I were to get back, get back on the phone obviously would be the 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 ones that show up that particular day. But then I'd be going back to the ones that were expiring towards the end of last year that didn't relist because all those Mm -hmm. sellers were saying to their agents, I'll just wait until the spring. Well, we are rolling into the spring. Granted, it's a little bit more protracted than years past because of the weather. But we are rolling into the spring, and all those sellers are thinking, I'm going to put my house back for sale. How many of those agents do you think are going to be responsible enough to follow up? So there are opportunities all around you. Open your mind to that, embrace it, and you know, be thankful for the business you're in because it's pretty miraculous. Joel, what's so the Tim, next do point? you
2: do you have to be really good at your expired script to have success with expireds? I mean, should they take some time and study and memorize and all that kind of stuff?
1: Well, isn't the reality that you don't really have to be really good at anything in this business to be successful? Isn't that the truth? All you have to do yeah. is basically do it because so few other agents are taking the action. You don't have to be an expired script expert in order to pick up the phone and, and make the calls, you don't have to, you know, have the script in front of you, have the objection handlers in front of you, have all the stuff in front of you so you feel confident, like we were talking about Monet earlier on this call. So when you do that, you're going to be better prepared, but do you have to have it memorized? Heck no. We don't believe in memorization. It's a waste of time. You would have to, yes, internalize, but then we want you to personalize the scripts. That's the way it actually works in reality, and that's frankly what everyone who's successful in this business does somebody gives you a script even our scripts which are designed to work in all markets and all price ranges you still are going to want to personalize it so that it's appropriate for your marketplace and anyone tells you different really frankly doesn't have a you know doesn't have a leg to stand on cuz how you talk to somebody in Manhattan is not the same way you talk to somebody in say Iowa It just doesn't work that <laughs> <For> way <sure. laughs> so that that's is right. for sure Good. So One next thing you point, pick
2: Julie? up in coaching all over the country. Okay, so next point is number six: register with our recommended BPO companies and start doing BPOs for the sake of immediate cash flow. This means gas money, grocery money, etc. BPOs can and often do lead to bigger and better income, but in the meantime, they can pay part of your basic needs. If you already do BPOs, then call all existing BPO schedulers, ask for your volume to be increased. If you don't do BPOs yet, I don't really care what the reason is. If you need cash flow now, you have to do BPOs. You're getting paid to become a great pricer. And I always tell my, my students, Tim, if they were working for a Tim and Julie Harris Realty, I really would not be comfortable turning them loose on a listing unless they'd done 100 BPOs. How is it you think you know how to price something until you've seen more property? When you get a license, most people, when they get licensed, Tim, they've seen their own house their grandma's house, and their best friend's
1: house. How many people get into real estate because they like houses? That's the other thing you hear people say occasionally. <laughs> no, you know, what? I like real estate. Well, okay, that's fine. You like real estate. But now I actually learn how to help other people buy and sell real estate so you can make a living of it, so you can pay those NARDUs that are no. due, by the way, now. Right? Yes. There okay, wouldn't be so. any
2: expireds if everyone knew how to price, but I digress. Okay, so BPOs. you, know, but you number know, seven, Julie, the one Go ahead.
1: The one thing that you right. and I, you know, we always dance around and we always talk about and it, it takes Monets of the world and, you know, people have to, when they follow through and they have these little epiphanies and they break throughs and they realize, and this is another little follow-up to the conversation I had with Monet, I asked him, I said, were you surprised what a difference uh, the reaction was from the seller, frankly, how easy it was for you to stand above all these better, more supposedly experienced, established agents By just following a professional presentation and you know going through the the system that we showed you, were you surprised what a substantially different experience that was from what you expected? And he said, "Yes, I was blown away because these sellers were constantly." the lady in particular, he told me, where she was very complimentary of what he was doing. She was very complimentary of his professionalism. She was basically a Monet fan by the end of that presentation, which is what you yeah. want. Now, now, why was her reaction that way? It's kind of interesting to think about because she respected the fact that he made an effort. She respected the fact that he had a presentation that was organized. She respected the fact that he had a pre-listing pack that he sent a set ahead of time. She respected the fact that he put real effort into being a professional, whereas all the other agents basically, in her eyes, in the eyes of the consumer, who matters, weren't. It's interesting how little it takes. Exactly. It's interesting how easy it is for you to really look exceptional in the eyes of your potential clients with just taking a few little extra steps. Now, if that was the first time, Getting to Julia's question about do you need to be a master of the scripts, that was the first time Monet had followed the listing presentation from A to Z with a couple little hiccups here and there. Did he memorize it? No, he did not. Did he bring notes with him so he'll remember what to say, when to say it? Yes, he did. And you can do the same thing. So having everything memorized is not an excuse. You can no longer use it as excuse. We have removed it from your minds. (laughs) Excuse removed,
2: cleansed. It's gone. That's right. All right. So point number seven, and this is a really easy point, and I'm going to add a second company to this. Sign up with AgentMachine.com and AgentPronto.com. These are 25% referral fee companies for closed leads only with no ongoing fees. And I had somebody, Tim, one of my coaching clients, she she signed up for AgentPronto last week. Actually, she's in Alaska, the one I was mentioning earlier. And you while know, Julie, she was I on the new,
1: phone, I, they sent I, her one. I have a new coaching time. client from Alaska, yeah. too. What's up with all this yeah. Alaska people? I don't know. You know what it is? Well I, it's I, I know why. It it's well, I, here's the answer. It's because they're having a boom in real estate up there because mm-hmm. of the exploration of all the, you know the oil the sands and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so there is a massive number of people that are moving to Anchorage, specifically huge housing boom that's going on up mm-hmm. there. So that's Pretty the reason cool. we're seeing more and more business out there. Yeah, it is, if you can put up with the fact that there's not daylight most of the year and it's, you know, well, cold. these
2: guys are, I mean, to, what I like about that coaching agents in that area is Alaska attracts a lot of naturally motivated independent types. So right. have to, you know, have it going on. So, all right, next we have, and again, that was agentmachine.com and agentpronto.com, uh, good quality leads, and you pay when they close, 25% referral. So next, number eight, if you have existing inventory, sign up with, and this is very critical, 1-800-homehotline.com, immediately, and implement on all of your listings. This is only 37 bucks a month. You'll make well more than that almost immediately. Remember, this is making all of your signed calls. You'll have a higher volume of calls, higher quality of calls, and at least 30% of those calls, they're not buyer calls. They're listing calls. Some of you guys think that all sign calls must be buyers. Who are the first people who call on a new sign? The neighbors. Why do they call? Because they want to know the price. Why do they want to know the price? Because they're about to list
1: with someone. Eight hundred home hotline. By the way, uh, that is the secret sauce to fast lead follow up. Eight hundred home hotline dot com. Go to that website, guys. The service is painfully inexpensive and unbelievably powerful. And of course, there's no contracts or anything like that. So check that out. One eight hundred home hotline dot com. So Julie, we are going to wrap up today's show, um, and we are going to continue oh, like- tomorrow with with the same. Yes, it was. We had a good good show today. It was fun. Uh, A lot of you emailed questions in. I appreciate that. I'll be responding to you personally after the show. I do personally have to get on another grad call, and Rochelle is uh, reminding me that if I'm late, she will string me up, so I do not want that to happen um, with a new grad. I'm going to... Roll out the end-ending credits and whatnot, and we'll talk with all of you tomorrow. And please do, as always, share the radio show with as many other agents as you can. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening live especially. And those of you who are listening in replay, remember you can always email your questions into Questions at realestatecoachingradio.com.
0: This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching.